old IT is over. It is an era of new IT where we are driving innovation, technology, top line revenue growth, driving cash, spending time with customers, and providing great employee experiences. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome to Status Go. I'm your host, Jeff Tun. Customer experience, one of the pillars of digital transformation, one of the areas sometimes most foreign to CIOs. This year on Status Go, we have heard from several CIOs who focus on the customer, and in some cases, the customer's customer. Why is this important? Why are leading CIOs stressing this today? What does this buzz about CX have to do with IT? Isn't that marketing's or sales job? In today's episode, we're going to unpack the answers to those questions and more as we talk to Ashwin Bilal, the Senior Vice President and CIO for Medallia. In fact, Ashwin is Medallia's first CIO. Welcome to the show, Ashwin. Uh, Great to be on your show and great to be on Status Go, Jeff. Well, we are excited to have you. When we met a couple of weeks ago in San Mateo, you started things off with a very provocative statement. So I'd love for us to start there. You said, and I know I'm paraphrasing just a bit here, but you said your job is to eliminate IT. This is somewhat in the vein of Nicholas Carr's IT doesn't matter anymore from a few years back. What what did you mean by your statement? Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't meant to be provocative, uh, honestly, Jeff. Uh, I've been doing this job for over a decade. I'm a two-time CIO, and I've come from a very business-oriented background. And in today's day and age, uh, I don't think it's fair for us to be called as information technology people. Uh, we drive innovation in technology, and that's what I meant, that that mm-hmm. old IT is over. Uh, it is an era of new IT where we are driving innovation, technology, top-line revenue growth, driving cash, uh, spending time with customers, and, and providing uh, great employee experiences. And that's what I meant by I, I want to get rid of the old IT. The old IT. You want to you want to change the perception by getting involved in more of the business, uh, driving more of the business. Absolutely. I mean, if you just look at it uh, in in today's day and age, uh, and and I hate to bring this whole thing about AI and how AI is uh, is transforming the world, uh, but it's true to some of the extent that IT professionals are being some somewhat uh, replaced by by the bots, by RPA and the likes. And so we got to go and look at higher order 
kinds of workloads rather than uh, just focusing on the support kind of thing. So just as an example, uh, in today's world at home, you run a complex network, you have Wi-Fi, uh, you have audiovisual capabilities, uh, you run a lot of apps. Who do you call? Uh, you don't have an IT person helping you, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, my wife calls me. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what I meant uh, by by what what that IT is, yeah. and and it's driven more by really we as consumers are now quite savvy with technology. I, I think one of the things that that you touched on that you you just mentioned, and I know we talked a little bit about a couple of weeks ago, is the use of bots. And I think you're the first CIO that I've talked to that has deployed one for internal IT support. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that came to be and uh, what success you've had from uh, deploying a bot to handle IT support calls? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so two and a half years ago, I met a company which was very young, uh, and, and they were focused on building a bot for for tickets. And I've always been uh, kind of intrigued by the fact that why in the world, in today's day and age, uh, we have tickets and we have humans uh, kind of intervening in things like password support. Uh, I mean, reset, yeah. for example. Uh, and, and that's been one of the biggest tickets that people forget their, their passwords. Uh, we from IT kind of mandate a 90-day change in the password. And, and people tend not to remember their password. So uh, they get locked out of the system and and then they call the help desk and then the help desk takes them through a very routine, mundane way of doing it. And so in, in my world, there were a number of those things as I looked at IT overall from an operational standpoint, saying that the majority of the tickets should be done uh, auto automatically. And so yeah. I ran into this company called MoveWorks and, and they were able to actually work with me and my team to today replace 35% of all of our tickets by a bot. And that's incredible. And that's kind of given uh, my team the capabilities to upscale themselves and do something more kinds of, uh, of a higher order work than just the, the resetting of the password, uh, adding you to a distribution list, uh, getting uh, mundane tickets done. Yeah, that's an incredible impact uh, to your customer support, but also to your team. I'm sure they feel uh, a whole lot more excited about coming to work to be working on more of the value add than doing password resets and adding to distribution lists. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. I mean, you know, uh, in the past, I mean, uh, these kinds of jobs have been kind of outsourced, offshored. Uh, yeah. and, and today, you know, the experience that, that you get from a bot that can kind of resolve these kinds of tickets in, in a matter of actually minutes, if not seconds, and be there for you 24-7, 365, is, is a phenomenal employee experience that yeah. we in IT are now delivering. That's incredible. So I know we jumped right into this, and I'd like to back up a little bit because I think your background can be pretty important to our listeners. So let's jump back, and if you could tell us a little bit about your background, how you came to Medallia, and then the perspective that you bring to your role. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think I should have started uh, right off the offset, but uh, just being passionate about uh, some of the work we do, uh, we get into it. Uh, just from a background Absolutely. standpoint, Jeff, I have had a rather 
unique kind of experience. Uh, I started my career doing a PhD in material science, and I, I often get asked the question, what is a PhD uh, doing running IT? And, <laughs> and, and, and it was by design that uh, initially when I started my career, uh, I wanted to be a professor, and therefore I pursued a PhD, and not only a PhD, a postdoc after. But I said, I mean, teaching uh, can be done at any time in life. And so my first job after finishing my PhD and postdoc was a sales and marketing job because uh, there's always been this kind of stigma that a technical person can't do sales. So in order to, to kind of uh, alleviate that, I took a sales and marketing job. And so I started my career in sales and marketing personally. Uh, and then over my career, I've been actually in the semiconductor industry for over 20 years that was doing machine learning uh, kind of things before machine learning and AI was fashionable and a fad. Yeah. So the point is <laughs> yeah. that I've had uh, roles in marketing, in engineering, in product development. I was a general manager with full PNL. Uh, I was an expat in India uh, running our India operations for KLA, running about uh, you know 500, uh, 600 uh, software engineers. And as a returning expat, I was asked to take the CIO role and then I told the CEO, uh, what wrong did I do to deserve this role? <laughs> uh, You're being punished. A year later, uh, I, I went back to him and said, uh, this is the best job I've had. And I did six years uh, of a CIO job at KLA. Uh, and then uh, I joined Medallia in 2016 as its first ever uh, CIO, where I was given a white sheet of papers and said, hey, we don't know what, what a CIO is, can you please uh, tell us something about the CIO? And that's how I landed in the role of the CIO. What I love about talking with you, Ashwin, is every time I talk to you, I learn something new and interesting about your background. So didn't realize that you had your PhD in a very technical discipline. So you were technical. You went into sales and marketing intentionally to have that experience and prove that it can be done. And now you've come back into more technical roles. So how does, how does that marketing and sales background give you a different perspective into the role of IT and maybe even into the role of the CIO specifically? Now that's a that's a great question, uh, Jeff, and, and, and this is what I, I honestly preach uh, within my peer community that most IT organizations and CIOs actually do a poor job of building themselves as a brand within, uh, within the company. And this is true of us as individuals too, right? I mean, each individual has a brand. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and if you want to get a premium, you need to be a brand. Uh, if not, you're a commodity. And I've always believed that commodity should be bought at spot price. Whereas <laughs> if you're a brand, you should, be, you, you should deserve a premium. And therefore, I've always used this lens that whether it's internally or externally, a company should be proud of its brand. And if you're running an organization, you should be the brand ambassador for it. And that's what I've bought into the table, my own experiences uh, from the sales and marketing side, because I think we do an incredibly great service for an organization and and many of the organizations really don't know i mean we've done a poor job of communicating and building that brand and telling our story and it organizations are are very poor at telling their story as a result of which you've always heard this thing uh, it really sucks 
right? Yeah. And that's not yeah. that's a uh-huh. fair statement, right? right? So, right. So, so that's what I've brought to the table, uh, building a brand, you know, talking about specific metrics uh, and sharing the metrics openly, asking for feedback, and then responding to the feedback. So brand is something that is somewhat foreign to a lot of folks in, uh, in the IT profession. In fact, I remember I was having a conversation with the CIO group that I manage uh, here in Indianapolis, and we were talking about marketing IT. And, you know, even, even in that group, uh, somebody said, well, why on earth would I have to do that? Why would I need to market IT? So how do you, as the leader of your organization, what steps do you take to teach your team the importance of brand and why this is something that you should all care about? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a great question, too. I mean, you've got to be careful when, when you use the word marketing, and sometimes marketing can mean uh, self-promotion, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to you walk a very tight line here. Uh, when I say marketing, uh, I say talk about the value that you bring to the table. Share the KPIs that, uh, that you bring. Uh, broadcast widely uh, what IT is about, uh, how things work, how to engage with IT. Uh, and basically, you only earn the right to be a brand when things work and, yep. and you're executing well, right? I mean, th- that's fundamental. You can only uh, start your brand when people know things work in your environment, you're operationally excellent, uh, and only when you have operational excellence do you kind of of start looking at yourself as a brand. Uh, yeah. If you're just a order-taking uh, fixer in a crisis all the time, uh, spend your time in operational activities, 90% of your time, uh, I don't think you deserve to be a brand, right? Uh, you got to kind of hire the right people at the right places, have a high-performing team, and that's when you start building a brand. And then you put yourself out there and you solicit kind of feedback back from the employee population so that you can continually kind of improve and, and demonstrate that you have empathy with the, uh, with the employees. Uh, and once you have uh, empathy, things change. That's another word that is not often ascribed to IT pros, right? Empathy. So how does that play into your view of your role and your department's role? Yeah, another great question, Jeff. Here's my view is that, you know, an enterprise or any company is a team sport. Uh, I mean, all the pieces have to come together. Every kind of function, every role in a company has to, to play together in order to win. And and my thing is that I, I need to talk a little bit of Medallia, too. So Medallia, for, for those of you who don't know it, is a leading customer experience uh, software. It's what leading brands do to measure your customer experience and your employee experience. And and what I have done is that I've taken some of the things that Medallias does well for customers and for employees, and I've said, look, IT organizations subject their employees to a lot of of experiences using different systems. So uh, for for me as a smaller company, uh, we have almost 300 different applications inside uh, an, an organization, and there are 300 at least unique 
different experiences that my employees are subjected to. And, and me as a CIO and as a leader of the IT organization, if I didn't have empathy to what those experiences were, and that's, the, uh, that's what kind of intrigued me to think about how empathetic am I to the employees? Because in this team sport, if they aren't kind of productive in the things and the, in the systems and the services that I provide, uh, how can we win in the marketplace? And, and that's why I've stuck the word empathy. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was talking to you a little bit before we went on the air today and was telling you about one of my colleagues in my network reached out to me to ask what metrics or KPIs should a CIO be tracking? And, you know, the traditional answer to that is, oh, well, you've got to track uptime. You've got to track uh, your SLAs on your tickets and, and those types of things. You have taken a very unique approach to this and have built your own tool. Since the tool itself is powered by Medallia, I know you talked about Medallia is a customer experience platform, but can you give our listeners a little bit more of an understanding of who Medallia is and what they do? And then I want to jump into the tool that you've developed. Yeah. So, so I'd, I'd mentioned a medallion a bit uh, earlier, but I, let me let me get into this a little bit uh, deeper. So, we are a customer experience platform. We are a market leader where the leading brands uh, use Medallia. And I'm quite certain you and the listeners of this podcast have at some point uh, in your lifetime uh, filled out a survey from Medallia, not knowing that it has come from, uh, from, from Medallia. So whether it's in retail or in hospitality, or uh, you've taken a flight, or you've stayed in, in a hotel, you've gotten a survey request or a request for feedback uh, from Medallia. So we, so we are powerful in terms of, of, of collecting touch points from customers at every point in that journey and then giving you an NPS score. And so that's what we are known for. Mm -hmm. Now, what I've done is that I've taken that same concept uh, of being a customer and focused it internally. You mentioned some of the KPI metrics like uptime. Uh, and basically, uh, while those are kind of necessary metrics, whether it's uptime or ROI, uh, I think it's not sufficient because if you can't capture the experiences that you provided uh, from these systems, then it negates whatever the uptime or the ROI of things are. So I have used the Medallia platform that is used for capturing feedback from customers and focused it internally to capture feedback uh, in moments that matter in the interaction with, with IT. And, and I've been able to collate that and have an end a score for every kind of application and every system and every interaction that you had with IT. And so I built a product. Uh, I have paying customers today. And if any of your listeners uh, are interested, it's available for you. I could kind of demo it for you before you get to buy it. Uh, and, and so uh, it's one that, uh, that you have to put yourself out for feedback. And while feedback is a gift, it can cut both ways. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart, uh, <laughs> but it generally gives you a good idea of what your employees think about uh, your organization and you as a CIO. Remind me the name of the tool again, Ashwin. It's called the Medallia CIO Solution. It gives you a broad kind of dashboard for a CIO uh, that in the moment you have an NPS score of how you and your organization uh, are viewed by the employees in the organization. 
So I know we can't do a, a demo on an audio podcast, but when I was there in your office uh, in San Mateo, you walked us through, and as I, as I recall, there were three major pillars or three major functional areas that you track. Can you kind of talk us through that a little bit and why you chose each one, what its importance to you and your business is? Yes. I mean, here's how I have thoughtfully uh, come up with this thing. Uh, this was my personal vision. Uh, it came out of my personal kind of uh, lack of visibility in the organization and the lack of empathy that I had. So the three pillars start with operations. Uh, and every organization uh, has an ERP system within IT, whether it's a ticketing system, whether it's ServiceNow or Zendesk or, uh, or the Service Cloud. And IT is known and has traditionally sent. Uh, a survey after a closure of a ticket, but I, I never knew what happened to that feedback. It somehow went into a black hole. So we have mm -hmm. an operational piece, uh, which with closed loop. Now, if you're a detractor that has scored six or below, that gets special attention uh, and an alert goes across my organization and it's closed by uh, the frontline manager of why that kind of experience was a poor experience. So operational piece uh, is, is one at the closure of a ticket. Uh, the second piece that is kind of uh, my own personal reputation, I say the reputation of the CIO, and this, was, uh, this is a feedback that I send once a year to the entire population uh, within Medallia scoring on uh, how how's my service performance? Am I innovative? Am I bringing in innovation? Am I bringing in automation? Do you know what my process is? And so uh, that lets me get strategically aligned with the stakeholder, be it sales or engineering or product or marketing. And so it, it's during the strategic planning session, I reach out personally for feedback from everyone uh, in the company. So that's the relationship piece and the reputation mm -hmm. piece. And the third piece is IT focus do a lot of projects and what we do is we do uh, we ask for feedback pre post and uh, and pulse after the project has been live for about six months so so the three pieces are operational uh, relationship reputational and project experience so as a result of which I get at least one piece of feedback from every employee at least once a year that, as you say, that's really putting yourself out there. I remember, and I think it was under the operational tab as we were looking at this, you even track the NPS score or the results of your bot, correct? Yes, absolutely. So we also uh, measure the experience that the bot provides. Uh, we've made the bot one of us. Uh, we've called it kind of Jarvis. And, and I'm proud to tell you that while Jarvis is doing 35% of all our tickets, it's also got a score equivalent to that of a human. And that's phenomenal. And that's that brings me full circle to the fact that when I made that provocative statement that, hey, uh, you know what? But I'm about eliminating IT, and that's what eliminating IT would be. Uh, while it may not be today, I can bet anything that in next three, five years, and that reminds me when I first became CIO, I was very quick to, to endorse the cloud, and people uh, went uh, really crazy and thought I was provocative. And as I look back a decade later, uh, who's not on the cloud today? That's exactly right. And, and I think you're right. I think we'll all be using bots and that, probably that 35% does nothing but go up yes. uh, over time, right? Yeah. The other thing that really struck me as we were talking through some of this was that second category, 
the relationship or the reputation. And when you talk about putting yourself out there and taking a risk and listening to the feedback, man, this is direct feedback on you and the way that you're perceived by your peers and others in the business. And I think that one of the things that really struck me was when you get uh, this feedback, you reach out and you personally work with the person to make sure that your experience is improving. Have you seen that over time continues to build those relationships with, with the peers in your organization? Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. I mean, uh, that's a great point. And, and my view has always been, and this is, this is what uh, uh, people have always thought about, oh, here you go again, another survey. It's not <laughs> really about the survey. I mean, uh, the survey is just one mechanism in which you can provide feedback. And, and the question is, when somebody provides feedback, again, did you have the empathy to respond yeah. to that feedback? Once you start uh, responding to feedback, people continue to give you feedback, right? Uh, and, and my view, honestly, Jeff, is that IT organizations, uh, organizations for the longest time have been catering to the few detractors in the organizations, those people who have been noisy, those people who are constantly right. complaining about IT. What I found out is that the, with the tool that I've built, it makes it more democratic. What you will find out is that ma the majority of the people really love IT. And basically, uh -huh. my whole point is that, do you know who the promoters of your organizations are? Because you need to take your promoters and meet them with the detractors. And that's what this tool that I've developed really gives you that visibility. It makes it democratic. Uh, it sets up a baseline. And, and then you can constantly improve based on the baseline. If you don't know how you're perceived, you cannot change that perception. It's only when you know something can you make the change. And if you do not want to receive feedback, I don't think you're going to be in that role too long. Right. I mean, right. Uh, so you can't hide from this fact of the fact is you're in your role. You're a leader of an organization that's really got to provide the value to the rest of the organization. And, and so you got to be still empathetic to what the rest of the employees think about you personally and also the organization you lead. Do you find yourself using some of this information as you're building projects? teams and identifying the people that you want on the teams that that you seed the teams with both detractors and uh, advocates for your department uh, not not necessarily, uh, Jeff. I mean, I, we don't go to that kind of extremes. I'm saying as a first path, and we talked a little bit about building your brand. You're building the brand is you also need to know who the promoters in the organizations are. Uh, who are the ones that can promote for you rather than you being self-promoting? You need somebody to kind of uh, promote you within, within an organization. And there are going to be a lot of naysayers. And, and I admit that every experience that you have with IT is not the greatest of experience. Uh, the things that we have, something breaks every day. I'm also empathetic to the fact that somebody is going to have a bad experience, but that is not what you should measure the entire IT organization right. or right. the entire IT experience. So we kind of use the tool more for both recognition when somebody does a great job and also an ability to coach when you've not done a great job, right? And so we haven't taken the, the thing like, hey, uh, we 
discriminate between, A, we got to bring promoters and, and detractors on a certain team. We kind of use these kind of objective feedback that we have uh, to ensure that uh, everyone gets a great experience. And what we say, the net promoter score constantly has progression. So I talk about net progression score rather than just the net promoter yeah, score. Yeah, the trend, the trend, right? Yes, the trend line is an important line. Is it trending in the right direction? That's important. Yep. When you look at your the projects and the and the metrics that you're gathering off the projects, can you think of something you changed as a result of some of the feedback you got on projects, something that one of your uh, other employees suggested or anything like that related to projects? Yes. Uh, so when you get into an ongoing operational cadence of, of soliciting feedback, uh, you're constantly getting uh, new ideas because it's it's not just a survey. We give you a comment section that is kind of uh, free-flowing that you can put any verbatim you want. And so what we have noticed is that some of our employees have more brilliant ideas than we do, and we capture those ideas, and we have actually pivoted when it came to an introduction of a certain service that we would have uh, otherwise uh, picked another vendor, for example, we wouldn't have looked at uh, someone else. So it has been a way to be more democratic Mm -hmm. in soliciting the feedback and distilling the feedback. And like anything else, the tool also has an AI part that gives you what what the themes are coming from those verbatim. So we do natural language processing on comments that, that people give us uh, from which we can then glean and pivot based on uh, that feedback that we've gotten, whether it be a customer 360 dashboard on what we want, uh, what do we do for white spacing, uh, what do we do for cross-sell and upsell capabilities, uh, what kind of a, a CPQ tool would be the best thing, what kind of processes we should have. And so all kinds of ideas come in as a result, Jeff. That's fantastic. I love that you've taken your company's own platform and extended it internally to your team to use and drive transformation within your team, but also transformation for your company. And I could just, I could talk about this forever, but I'm sure we're, uh, we're running up on time. So here's what I'd love to ask you as, as kind of the closing question. What's our call to action for our listeners out there? What's something that they can do differently tomorrow after listening to you and I talk today that is going to help them along on this path? What, what's your advice to those listeners out there? Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, my thing is there is nothing unique. I mean, I can just give you my own kind of experiences that I've gone through and from which I just look at it in, in today's world. Uh, companies are really looking for technology leaders to drive innovation, create new business models, create sustainable competitive differentiation and drive top line revenue growth. Uh, those are kinds of areas. And if you're an IT professional, uh, just continually driving operational excellence. Uh, while that is necessary, it isn't sufficient. Uh, try to minimize that. Use technologies like the bots and the RPAs to do the mundane work and take you out and do something more innovative. Now, the word innovation, sometimes people say, oh, what is innovation? I have a very, very simple definition of innovation, and, and I drive this within my organization, is ideas to cash. So you have an idea, that's great. 
but it doesn't mean anything if it gen- doesn't generate cash. So I would leave you and the listeners with this is that get out of your comfort zone, try something incredibly brave and courageous and think about driving top line revenue growth while driving uh, operational excellence at the same time. That is great advice, Ashwin. I have really enjoyed our conversation. I would love to have you back on the show in the future to talk further about uh, some of these topics. If you're interested and willing, I think it would be uh, great to continue our conversation. Yeah, loved our discussions, uh, Jeff. Great questions. Uh, Hope this will be useful for your listeners. I'm on a journey. I'll I'll come anytime uh, and, and be your guest. Excellent. For our listeners out there, if you have a question or want to learn more, go to intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information for Ashwin and Medallia. This is Jeff Tun for Ashwin Bilal. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.